Let's give it to Jesus, everybody. Let's praise him right now, everybody in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Jesus is the God that we serve. Anybody excited about that tonight? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. What an awesome conference it's been. East Coast Conference here in Durham, North Carolina. We're thankful. Every message has just been tremendous. And I'm thankful for the word of the Lord that we've heard in each service. The Spirit of the Lord that moved for those that got the Holy Ghost tonight. Hallelujah. That's always exciting. That's always in order. We've always got time for that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I want to thank the First Pentecostal Church here for all of your just hospitality and kindness. Uh, the Durham Church every year, anything that they do, it's always first class. It's always step above and beyond. And so in every way, and I want to give thanks to this ch local church tonight for everything. Praise God. The singers, musicians, everybody just did a great job. I appreciate all the pastors, ministers. I see many throughout the audience tonight. Uh, lower part and balcony, thank you so very much. All the pastors and ministers that are here from different states, different cities. God bless you. You are some of the greatest people in the world. This world would not be right without you. Praise God. We've got to have apostolic ministry. I said we've got to have apostolic ministry. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Been good brother Michael Berry and his wife be here all week. He's the executive administrator of our offices in Tulsa. God bless you, Brother Sister Berry. He preached uh, at Peak a few weeks ago. What an awesome job that he did awesome. at the youth conference in Tulsa. Praise God. And so we're just thankful for what God is doing. Now, to my brother, as far as I'm concerned, there's not a better man on planet Earth. Okay? Now, I would have said uh, a few years ago, second place to my father. But my father's dead and gone. And my brother, as far as I'm concerned, is number one man on this earth tonight. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. That's not even up for an argument. We won't even talk about it. It's just a fact. Praise God. And so I appreciate him so very much. Bishop of my life now. And I love him and appreciate him so very, very much. He's always just been a Christian. Christian. And just a tremendous man of God that loves truth and loves souls. And what an example he's been to all of us. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I think for the past 50 years plus, he would be considered Apostle Paul in this world when it comes to the gospel's sake. Praise God. That's the kind of man that he is. Hallelujah. I love him tonight. Let's give God thanks and praise, everybody. Hallelujah. I love you, God. I love you, God. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am mighty thankful for the past 45 years for my wife, who I think is an awesome lady. I love her so very much. And tomorrow, tomorrow, we'll be celebrating number 46. 46 tomorrow. Hallelujah. 
not bad, Brother Holmes, when you're only 52. You'll be married 46 years. No. Hallelujah. But <laughs> Hallelujah. God has been good to us. And uh, we're thankful for the blessings of the Lord. Everybody say amen. One person told a preacher one time, he said, your preaching is like peace and mercy. He said, peace that passeth all understanding and mercy that endures forever. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to try to do a little bit better than that tonight. And uh, another preacher was preaching one time and he started feeling so good preaching. He said, I'm going to tell you folks something right now. He said, God has called me to cast out the sick, to heal the dead and raise the devil. And that's what we're getting ready to do here now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I want the devil to be on the run tonight. That's why I want him to be. I want him to be on the run. Hallelujah. Oh, can we just lift our hands one more time and give you some high praise? Jesus, hallelujah, and thanks to all the Burlington saints that are here tonight, I see quite a few here in this audience, great people of God that's been faithful, we've been pastored there now 40, 34 years, 34 years, getting ready to come up on 35 here in a few months, and so we're just thankful for all the saints of God that are here tonight from my local assembly, and uh, some of the greatest, most faithful people, God bless you so very much. Let's open our Bibles while you're standing. We're going to be going to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Could I take a half a second before you read? Brother Garnett's here. He's in, the, he's in the balcony. He's the chairman for the LJC for the North Carolina District. We welcome you. He's my friend. Good to see you. I love you. God bless Brother Garnett. Hallelujah. Also a tremendous preacher. Praise God. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy chapter 4, reading verse 1 through verse 5. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through verse 5. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come, I believe it's here, when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers, heaven itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables, to myths, to fictions. And so then verse 5 says, But which thou in all things endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Somebody say hallelujah. 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 How many glad that you're in the house of the Lord tonight? How many is glad for truth tonight that still sets people free? Hallelujah. I'm going to preach for a little while tonight on this subject. I refuse to shut my mouth. Praise God. I refuse to shut my mouth. Come on, can we give some God some praise tonight? Let's give him some praise. Everybody in the house. Let's lift it up tonight. Let's lift it up tonight. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I praise you, God. I praise you, God. In the name of the Lord. And you may be seated. 
When you read in the book of Judges, chapter 18, verse 1 through verse 4, there was a group of people that was called the Danites. And they came upon a Levite. The Bible lets us know in the house of Micah and said, What brought you here? And what are you doing? Kind of with your priesthood or your ministry. He said, Well, I've been hired by Micah to be his personal priest or preacher. He's taking care of me, my needs. And of course, besides that, I don't have a lot to do or a lot to say. Matter of fact, it's part of the agreement is that if you hold your peace and just keep your hand over your mouth, that's what it says in verse number 18 of that chapter. So they hired him a preacher and they said, we don't want you to say much. We just want to know we got a preacher, somebody that's called a preacher, priest, whatever. But just keep your hand over your mouth unless we want you to say something. Man, what a deal. It's called shut your mouth deal. It's called keep your mouth closed. Preacher, be quiet. We kind of like it the way it is. We're just going to kind of do our own thing. We have lived to see the day in America where preachers are paid more to say less. If we've ever needed the voice of the shepherd and the voice of the preacher and the voice of the evangelist and the prophet, it's right now in 2018. Hallelujah. Do we have any preachers in the house? How many preachers are ready to open your mouth tonight and preach Thus saith the word of God. Hallelujah. It seems like the preacher today just tends to glorify the preacher more than it glorifies God. Most preaching today is not what it used to be and it's sure not what it ought to be. The great apostle in these verses of Timothy that I read to you, he charged us to preach the word. Preach the word. Preach it, preacher. Get your hand off of your mouth. Don't be intimidated by the crowd. Don't worry about how much tithes they pay. Just preach the word. Preach the word. Hallelujah. Praise God. Preach. Everybody say preach. He didn't say just fish. He said preach. He didn't say just hunt. He said preach. He didn't say just play golf all the time. He said preach. Anybody still excited about preaching tonight? Do we have saints in the house that still want a preacher to preach ye the word? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bible lets us know that 25th verse of that chapter, chapter 18 there in the book of Judges, that the Danites said that, uh, that we've got a person hired to be our preacher. It says, don't let your voice be heard among us in verse 26. And it says in verse 26 that when they said that, the preacher went back into his house and kept quiet. That's the problem with America tonight. That's the problem 
with religion around the world. We got too many preachers that's too quiet tonight. We got preachers tonight that's intimidated by certain talents and abilities on their platforms and sitting in their audiences. I'm going to tell you something, friend. Singing will never save anybody. Music will never save anybody. We got to have a preacher up in the house. I said we got to have a preacher up in the house. Oh, somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. It's never been more critical than now. It's never been more urgent than now to preach the word of God. Preach to me, preacher. Preach to me, preacher. Preach to me, preacher. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's, it's Holy Ghost anointed preaching that's brought us to this place tonight. Hallelujah. I remember it as a child. All of my life, raised in a pastor's home, the power of the preached word. At eight years old, an evangelist hit our pulpits and he began to preach for my father. I still remember the text of his message. Eight years old. He said, my text tonight is, if I make my bed in hell. And he preached it so hot. By the time he got through preaching, I thought I was seeing flames. And I pretty well knew I smelled smoke. <laughs> Hallelujah. At eight years old, you can't be too bad a dude. But I went to the altar and I said, God, forgive me of ever sin. I want to go to heaven. That Sunday, my father took me and 20 more to the muddy Mississippi River and baptized us in Jesus' name. I received the Holy Ghost and I spoke in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. I've never left the church. I stayed with the church. When you're in the best, there's no need to look for anything else. Hallelujah. Hey, I recommend tonight, let's lock in to this old ship of Zion and let's love this truth. Until he comes. Come on, let's praise him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I used to hear a song when I was a young boy. It kind of went something like this. I don't want this modern religion. No, indeed. I don't need this modern religion. I can't feel this modern religion. And it's not real. No, no, it's not real. Praise God. I still feel that way about it tonight. Somebody say hallelujah. I was raised on it's the Holy Ghost and fire and it's keeping me alive. Come on preacher. If you think by getting quiet you're going to draw a bigger crowd to your church you better think again. You think by telling people not to speak in tongues on Sunday morning, that's going to bring more people to your church. You better think again. Somebody shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Oh, we got preachers telling people not to run on these particular services, not to shout these particular services. Don't talk in tongues these particular services. I'm going to tell you, friend, you, you're headed for a dead church. That's what you're headed for. Hey, what brought you to truth? Was it a dead church? Was it a dead service? Was it a dead preacher? 
We don't need a polar bear in the pulpit because that produces icicles on the pews. What we need is an old-fashioned dose of the Holy Ghost. We need a move of the Spirit. Come on, let's praise Him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's still old-time religion. We don't need prime-time religion. I don't need TBN religion. Praise God, I got the Holy Ghost. I said I got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Praise God. And so we need it from the inside out. Because Holy Ghost preaching still helps you to become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. I believe the people of this world tonight needs a touch of the Holy Ghost. The Bible. Everybody say the Word of God. It contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, happiness of the believers. Read it to be wise. Practice it to be safe. And believe it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map. It's the pilgrim's staff. It's the pilot's compass. It's the soldier's sword. And it's the Christian's character. It should fill the memory. It ought to rule the heart. It ought to guide the feet. It will reward the greatest labor and condemn the disobedient. I'm talking about the Word of God tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Does it really matter to me what sinners think about our church? I'm not trying to please sinners. I'm trying to have a move of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Oh, I don't want to be crude tonight, but let me tell you something. When you pulled up here tonight, it said First Pentecostal Church. And that's what you expect when you go in there. You expect to have a Pentecostal service. You'd wanted a Methodist service, you'd went to a Methodist church. If you wanted a Baptist service, you went to a Baptist church. If you wanted a, uh, the Pope or somebody to forgive you of your sins, you would have went to a Catholic church. But this is an apostolic Pentecostal church. Found on the day of Pentecost. And it's still working tonight. Oh, somebody shout amen. No, no. Baby, see you. We're not bigots tonight. We're not haters tonight. We're not unkind tonight. Because we've preached the unadulterated, undefiled word of God. Without fear and without favor. Hallelujah. I believe everybody needs a love of God. And a love for lost people. And that's the reason why I'm praying every day. That's the reason why we still have home Bible studies going. That's the reason why we still have bus ministry going. That's the reason why we still knock on the doors. That's the reason why we still do everything we can to be patient with new people. I'm not trying to run nobody off. But I want you to know we're not like the rest of them, baby. Praise God. This is an apostolic church. If you wanted that, it's a dime a dozen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Every once in a while, the judges of this nation and the court system, they change the laws. They even change our constitution sometimes. Trying to make it more update. Something that was established at the beginning of this nation. And, uh, but no matter what they change, God's word does not change. 
never changes. Someone said, well, the court has redefined marriage. Well, maybe according to man's law, but according to God's law, the ultimate chief has already ruled. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. The chief judge has already defined marriage and we don't need some judge somewhere in San Francisco telling us about marriage. Nobody has the power to deviate from the word of God. Nobody has the authority to try to change the word of God. Somebody say hallelujah. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. Every preacher here tonight has a responsibility to God, to yourself, and to the people. We need a good knowledge and a grip on the word of God. It's the only authority that we have tonight. It's the only thing that God is bound to. Hallelujah. We got to have more than just inspiration. Oh yeah, inspiration's like cotton candy. Pretty big for the moment, just don't last long. Praise God. We gotta have more than just a cotton candy inspiration. But we need something that we're committed to. Martin Luther King says, if you haven't found anything worth dying for, you haven't found nothing worth living for. Praise God. Let me tell you something, friend. This gospel is everything to me. I said this gospel is everything to me. Hallelujah. 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 I believe the word of God. I believe in our forefathers and our elders. Hallelujah. I'm glad that every time, Brother Johnny, go there when I walk in my office every day, and there's a picture on that wall of my father. I'm glad I can look at him and say, I believe it just like you believed it. I stand for it just like you stood for it. You preached it till you was 88 years old and you loved it and there was people that threatened your life at times. You had guns pulled on you. You had all kinds of things years ago but you was willing to die for this and I want you to know, Daddy, I'm not changing. Praise God. You put it in my heart. It's in my spirit. It's in my life. Somebody say amen. I'm not looking for something easier. I'm not looking for some, something that's lighter. I'm not looking for something that's pleasing the crowd and pleasing people. I want to please him, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. The people who are scoffing at the word of God, scoffing at the virgin birth, scoffing at the doctrine of salvation in Jesus. Scoffing at holiness and lifestyle. Scoffing at the coming of Jesus Christ. They remind me of a boy sitting at the base of Mount Everest with beans shooting through a straw. And say, I'm going to knock it down. You're not knocking nothing down. You can make fun of this all you want to. You can critique it all you want to. You can criticize it all you want to. But I'm going to take you right back to the blessed book. I'm going to take you right back to the book of Acts. That's where it started. And brothers and sisters, that's the way it is. That's the pattern for this church. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. Praise God. For all the Christians in America... 
would dust off their Bibles. At the same time, we'd have one of the greatest dust storms in history. Don't tell me how many Bibles you got or you're reading them. Don't tell me about your daddy's Bible, your grandpa's Bible, and all this stuff. If it's sitting there with dust and it stick on top of it, you better open it up. Study the show, thyself approved unto God. Oh, somebody shout amen. We all need the word of God. The young people need it to know how to live. The old people need it to know how to die. The unwise needs it for wisdom. The educated needs it for humility. The rich needs it for compassion. The poor needs it for comfort. The weak need it for strength. The strong needs it for direction. The trouble needs it for peace. The weary needs it for rest. The sinner needs it for salvation. And all of us need it for direction from earth to glory. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. Maybe see the one man said one time, he said, I read your Bible. He said, nothing happened to me when I read it. The gentleman he was talking to said, well, I didn't just read it through. I let it get through me. He said, so we've had a different outcome. Praise God. I, I walked up one time in California years ago when I was assistant pastor. And I knocked on the door. And a guy came to the door. Young man. And I, I told him from the church. and Invited him out. And he said, I don't believe in that stuff. And I mean, he's pretty, pretty strong about it. And, uh, and I said, well, here's an invitation, an invite. Maybe you change your mind someday. We'd love to have you. He said, I'm an atheist. He said, I don't believe in none of that Bible stuff. I said, I started quoting some scripture to him. He said, hey, don't quote to me. He said, I've studied that Bible through and through. He said, I can quote verses after verses. He said, the difference between me and you, you believe it, I don't. I said, yeah. Yeah. He said, I studied it to prove it wrong. I said, sir, I'm just going to tell you right now, first time we're meeting, you will never prove it wrong. It is the word of God. It's forever settled in the heavens. Somebody shout amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, it's a lot better for us tonight in this service to practice the things that has been revealed to us instead of arguing over things that's been concealed. Hallelujah. And we're spending too much time arguing about things that, that, we, that you can't figure it out. But there's enough in here to know the truth and the truth will set you free. Hallelujah. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. 66 books, 1,189 chapters, 41,173 verses, 774,646 words. I believe the Word of God. From Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. I believe it to the dotting of the eye, to the cross of the T. Hallelujah. I don't need your new translations. I don't need your new versions. I don't need verses left out. Entire chapters left out. The apostolic meeting taken out. Something else inserted. I don't need that. Somebody say amen. Hey, I'm going to tell you. It's brought me here. I'm 62 years old. I got this when I was 8 years old. I'm here to tell you it's working, brother. It's working, sister. I'm more excited about it tonight than I've ever been in my life. 
Come on, let's give God some high praise right now. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Maybe see the God that I serve is not control, controlled by time. He's not controlled by the clock that some of you are. He keeps no calendars. He reports to no one. He has no limits. He has no limitations. He has no questions. He has no second thoughts. He has no backward glances. Hallelujah. He is in control. I said he is in control. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 54 years ago, I was laying flat on my back in the Bonner Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. You that's from Memphis tonight. I was laying there at eight years old with five specialists around my bed. They looked at my mom and dad. They said, we don't know how he's alive and we don't know how he's going to make it. But three days later, I walked out of there and I hadn't been back. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, friend, we serve an awesome God. We serve an awesome God. You've come too late to tell me it doesn't work in 2018. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe he still heals blinded eyes. I believe he still unstopped deaf ears. I still believe he raises the dead. I know he's still filling people with the Holy Ghost. He did it tonight. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is anybody excited about that tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the hallways of my mind tonight, I'm troubled. Because preaching does not seem to have the prominence that it used to have. It doesn't seem like it's got the importance that it used to have. A lot of churches, they've substituted it for dramas, good singing, good music, religious entertainment. But I'm still under the impression that preaching is vital. I'm still under the impression that it's of utmost importance. Somebody say hallelujah. I was in prayer one day. Several years ago in my office, and I was getting ready to go preach somewhere. And, uh, and so I, I just believe it's a vision God gave me. And so I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, I, uh, I saw right into the pits of hell. And I saw people as they was burning in those flames. I saw them of all ages and sizes. And, uh, and it was really troubling to watch this for a little bit. And about that time... Uh, it just it vanished before me, and I was pulled into a, a parking lot to preach a meeting. And so when I got to that church, we went inside, hundreds of people that was there. And uh, it was a church had some of the best talent, singing music. It was top, top of the line. And I'm sitting there. Service started at 7 o'clock, at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. It was getting about 9.30. They're still singing music. Everything's going on. And so the preacher, pastor, he leaned over and he just tapped me on the leg. He said, brother, go there. He said, I think probably we've had enough service tonight. He said, you know, we've been blessed by a lot of good singing and music. And he said, uh, you know, that's just, uh, let's do it a different time, different day. And so he's the pastor. So, okay. Hallelujah. And then... In that vision, the Lord spoke to me and he said, right there's your problem. Right there's your problem. Other things 
are becoming more important than the word of God. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. I love good singing like we've had tonight. I love good music. I've been used to it all my life. Hey, and we got to have it. It's, it just compliments. It's compliments. It just, it, it, it's good to have it in every service. But I'm going to tell you something, friend. We need to still get excited about thus saith the word of God. Matthew 3 and 1. John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Mark 1.14. Jesus came preaching the gospel. Acts 2. Peter preached the salvation message of Acts 2.38. And lives were changed forever. Acts number 10. Peter preached to the Gentiles. And they were added to the church. Baptized. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts 16. Paul and Silas began to preach to the Philippian jailer. Hallelujah. And he was converted. John the Baptist. Apostle Paul. They had their heads chopped off for not other things but for declaring the whole counsel of God. But today we got more preachers dying of popularity than we do persecution. Somebody say amen. Somebody shout amen. When I was going to 34 years ago to start the church in Burlington was zero. Was zero. I got a call from a place up north, and they ran four or five hundred people. This is an 84. They ran four or five hundred people. They said, our pay starting off is 100,000 a year, nice parsonage, pool, all kinds of benefits. If you'll come and give us a chance. I said, call too late. Called too late. They said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Burlington, North Carolina. They said, what's there? I said, nothing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Starting with zero. But you know what? When God calls you, that's all that matters. I said, that's all that matters. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, we didn't have all of that. But I did open up a church account with $100. Yeah, and the lady at the bank said, how many members you got? I said, two. Me and my wife. Yeah, she kind of looked at me, grinning a little bit, but you know what? They've loaned us some millions since they're not grinning no more. Praise God. And besides that, we've paid it all off also. Hey, I'm telling you, friend, we got an awesome God. I said, we got an awesome God. Little is much when God is in it. Come on, let's give God some high praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Romans chapter 10, 14 and 15. How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they are called and sent from God? I still believe it works that way. Some people has been called and sent and some just went. Yeah, some people, mamas called them, daddies called them. Somebody tapped them on the back and said, you're called. I still believe God calls preachers. I still believe God calls preachers. I still believe God sends preachers. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1, verse 21. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's happened to some of our preachers? Why are they doing what they're doing? Why are they now preaching what they're preaching? Why are they trying to please people instead of God? Why are they just only interested in the numbers but not in the souls of men? We still need the spirit of Elijah that says, How long halt you between two opinions? We still need the spirit of Nathan that says, Thou art the man. Jeremiah 37, 17, Is there any word from the Lord? Is there any word from the Lord? And there was an insulting sound of silence. Who has silenced the preacher? Who has bought the preacher off? Somebody say amen. I settled it at 23 years old. 23 years old. Pastor my first church in Missouri. A guy, we had, did a big fundraiser. Did a big fundraiser. Raised a few thousand dollars. And this guy at that time who gave the most to the church, the biggest tithe payer of the church, he came up to me and he, this is my first year of pastor, I guess he thought he'd help me out a little bit. And he said, you know, pastor, he said, I think we ought to do this with this money. You know? Well, it wasn't what I said we was going to do with it. You know, my word is my bond. Praise God. You're only as good as your word. Oh, yes. And so we was raising it for something else. And I looked at him I saw he was serious. And I tapped him on the shoulder. I said, brother, you're like all the other men in this church. And he said, and what does that mean? I said, when I need your advice, I'll ask for it. He said, oh, really? He walked off, I walked off. But I was still the preacher. And I kept on preaching. And he sat there with his arms folded for three months. But on a Sunday night, in the middle of a message, the Holy Ghost convicted him. He hit the altar and later become an apostolic preacher. Let me tell you something, friend. If you can take correction, you'll get somewhere. If you'll get a submissive spirit, an obedient spirit, God can use you. Glory to God. And Brother Archer, I've thought about that many times since then. And I said, I can't believe I did that. I don't know if I'd do that now or not. I don't know. I'd probably try to be a little bit more cool with it, you know. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, but you know what? That's exactly what he needed. And that's exactly what I needed to do to establish myself as the shepherd of this congregation. Don't mess with me because I'm 23 years old. God called me. God called me. Hey, I don't care if you're 17 years old. If God calls you, preach to me. Preach to me. I don't care if you're 10 years old. If God calls you, preach to me. Oh, somebody shout amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. 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 And so some people, because of their abilities and talents and money, they're, they're telling the preacher, just put your hand over your mouth. Leave me alone. Leave my kids alone. Don't name some sins. It might convict me. So the tribe of Dan was without a homeland, the Bible says. And in their determination to secure a house and a home, they sent out a committee, the Bible says, of five men. And while they spied out a place, they just decided to, instead of being a property committee, to become a pulpit committee. 
the church board to hire them a preacher to fit in with their carnal thinking. So they hired, if you please, Dr. Jonathan. And they told him, we'll take care of you. You don't have nothing to worry about. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. Oh, yes. And so that's the way it goes a lot of times. And uh, there's, there's preachers today. You know, it's amazing. When I was, this was superintendent years ago of this state, I, I, I remember getting letters from preachers. Resumes from preachers. You know, do you have any church openings in your state? Yeah. And then I'm talking to another preacher in another state. And he said, I just got a letter from so-and-so. And I said, well, I did too. Find out in a few minutes, five different superintendents got that. Well, here's a guy sending these resumes out. One to California, one to North Carolina. I mean, they're a long ways apart. Does anybody have the mind of God? Does anybody still have the call of God? Just sending out resumes everywhere. And just, who will call you? You know, the, you know who gives you the most? Who offers you the best deal? That's why you show up and act like it's the will of God. I'm going to tell you something, friend. That's not how the will of God is determined. Oh, somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some people are just seeking a crowd. But let me tell you something. You better watch out for the crowds. The crowds can turn into a mob. Sometimes it's hard to detect when the crowd ends and when the mob begins. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. 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 In Pentecost today, we got too many people that's willing to just be pew setters, bench warmers, sideline side spectators, preacher educators. But I'm going to tell you something. We need some people to connect with the pulpit and say, come on, preacher, preach to me. We don't need people occupying the seats of the scornful. We need people that will say, preach it to me, pastor. Preach it. Come on, let's give God praise right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. There's members here tonight of my local assembly that would have never known this truth if it hadn't have been for God calling me to the city of Burlington. Some of them came out of denominations of false doctrine. Some of them come out of all kinds of hellhole conditions. And some of them was separated. God put their marriage back together. I'm going to tell you something, friend. There's nobody more important in your life than a God-called preacher. <laughs> Hallelujah. Make sure, saint, that you don't become dead weight in that church. Don't sit there with your arms folded and say, see if you can move me, preacher. You ought to be saying amen to your preacher. You ought to be worshiping with your preacher. You ought to be willing to say, preacher, we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Hallelujah. Let's give God praise right now. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. You got to have more than just a, a pastor that's a buddy buddy to you. Yeah. yeah. Had a deacon one time in Burlington tell me. He said, I was with my pastor last week. And he said, uh, we was both smoking. And, uh, and he said, we started gambling a little bit. And he said, 
And we got mad at each other. He said, one of us started to lose, the other was winning. And he said, man, we'd like to take the blow. He said, the pastor raised his fist up. I raised my fist up. And he just told me like it's just everyday stuff. You know? See, you ever wonder what's going on in America? Yeah. Another man in town told me, he said, my assistant pastor last week said, uh, one of the young guys getting ready to get married in the church. Now, this is going on in the Bible Belt, North Carolina, okay? He said, the assistant pastor, young man getting ready to get married, so they decided to take him out for a party before he gets married, him and a bunch of other young guys. They took him to a strip joint, assistant pastor, and these people going to a strip joint. Then you wonder why America is in the condition that it's in. I'm telling you, friend, this religious world is sick to the core. We need a red-hot, devil-chasing, sin-killing revival. We need a preacher that's not afraid to preach the Word of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Maybe see, you don't need a preacher that you can, that you can control. You don't need a preacher that's compromised by his own compromises. You don't need a willy-nilly in the pulpit. You don't need a fruity-tooty in the pulpit. You don't need weak knees in the pulpit. You don't need a head-scratching massage therapist preacher. You need somebody to say, Thou art the man. Thou art the woman. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Somebody shout Hallelujah. Oh, we serve an awesome God. I said we serve an awesome God. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. You say, that won't work in 2018. Don't tell me that. Don't tell these preachers that. God still has an apostolic ministry. Hallelujah. They cannot be bought. They cannot be compromised. Hallelujah. I remember walking. You probably, somebody's probably heard me say this, but it's worth saying again. I'm just giving God the glory. I walked into the hospital one day to visit some people. Two preachers standing over there. One of them pastors one of the largest churches in the town. And they standing there. I walked by. I didn't really know, know they even knew me. And one of them did it on purpose. He said, there goes that Jesus only preacher. I said, that's me. I'm Jesus everything. Jesus everything. Hallelujah. And for years, anytime I'd meet that certain preacher in town, he'd act like I was a disease. He wouldn't hardly speak to me for years. But when we bought that land out on Interstate 40 and left on the other side of town, you know, where they could just kind of ignore us for a while, whatever. And we went there and built the building that we built with the acreage that we got. I walked in the restaurant one day. He comes up to me. He hugs me, man. Just like we're good old buddies. And he said, man, boy, that's going to be nice. You know, he's been pastoring for 50, 40 years in our town. Got a big church. He said, I'm jealous of you. I said, oh, whatever. You know, he said, no. He said, boy, that's good. He walks off and I said, yeah. Take that, devil. In your face, devil. 
Every time I see him now, he says, hey, Pastor, how you doing? Hey, Reverend, how you doing? Hey, let me tell you, you can make fun of it all you want, but time has a way of showing you what is real and what's not real. Oh, somebody shout amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I think the pastor still needs to lift up his voice like a trumpet. It's time to sound the alarm. Don't close your mouth, preacher, while tongues are wagging day and night with false doctrine. Don't close your mouth, preacher, while people are sowing discord. Don't close your mouth, preacher, while some people are trying to make your saints doubt and have fear and unbelief. They used to sing the song, Oh, for a thousand tongues. Thousand doesn't just use the one you got. Praise God. I said, just use the one you got. Come on, lift it up right now. Lift it up right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you're against your preacher tonight, you're messing with your blessing. Hallelujah. Let me just tell all the members here tonight, wherever you're from, you can't be right with God and be wrong with the pulpit. I'm going to say it again. You can't be right with God and be wrong with the pulpit. You better get in agreement with your man of God. You better connect with your man of God. You better support your man of God. You ought to tell him every week, I appreciate the word of God. Thank you for preaching to me, preacher. You ought to tell his wife every week, thank you for your love. Thank you for your concern. Thank you for your care. Thank you for coming to this city and leaving family and friends and coming here with zero. Thank you, preacher. Let's give the Lord praise and worship right now. Hallelujah. Glory. Psalms 105 verse 15, touch not my anointed. Do my prophets no harm. Apostle Peter, Apostle John in jail. But you know what they said? We ought to obey God rather than man. Paul tells Timothy, preach the word. In season, out of season. When they respond, preach it. When they don't respond, preach it. Hallelujah. If they act like they're enjoying it, preach it. If they act like they're not, go ahead and preach it. You gotta have the word. I said you gotta have the word. I've seen the word of God break more strongholds. Somebody shout amen. Got through preaching one night and a guy stared at me the whole time I preached, but I thought the dude was devil possessed. I mean, he gave me a weird look all through my message. He just stared at me the whole time, never took his eyes off of me. Started giving the altar call. He walks up here and I said, Oh Lord, we got problems here tonight. And he comes up on the platform. He don't stop at the altar. He comes up on the platform. And he looks right at me. He said, you really believe what you preach? And I said, yeah. He said, I want it. He said, I want it. We laid hands on him. Holy Ghost started moving. They took him to the water. Baptized him in Jesus. He came out of the water speaking in tongues. The word of God is the answer. I said the word of God is the answer. He said, you got something to say about this tonight? He said at 4.30 this morning, my mind was blown on LSD. He said I was on a trip out of my mind. But he said tonight I'm with Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, tonight I'm with Jesus. 
the power of the preached word of God. Let's give our Lord praise right now, everybody. Come on, preacher. Preach repentance. Come on, preacher. Preach water baptism by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Come on, preacher. Preach you must be born again of the one another spirit. Come on, preacher. Preach you got to speak in tongues as the spirit gives the utterance. Come on, preacher. Preach without holiness. No man shall see the Lord. Preach it, preacher. Hallelujah. Preach here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. 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 Just remain standing. The power of the word. Power of the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Weston Jackson, I was getting ready to teach a Bible study one night. On Wednesday night. And right before I started to teach, I just took, went to the pulpit to get ready to teach. Several years ago. And there, there was about 10 first time visitors walked in. Never seen them before. They came in and said about middle ways of the congregation. And I was getting ready to preach on the essentiality of the new birth. And I wasn't going to leave nothing unturned. I was getting ready to nail it. Cover it. And you know, being a pastor that cares, and loves, and don't want to offend people, first time, I thought all these kind of thoughts in my mind. You know, we're trying to build a church. We're not trying to run people off. We're trying to build a church. But I felt confirmed in the spirit. Preach it. Preach it. So I stood there flat-footed, 45 minutes to an hour. Taught a lesson on it. I got through preaching. You know, a lot of times on Wednesday night, we just maybe a little prayer and leave, you know. And I said, you know, I just feel to ask, is anybody here tonight like to get baptized in Jesus' name? Eight of those ten visitors raised their hand. All adults, eight out of ten raised their hand. Hallelujah. There's nothing that will ever substitute the word of God. I said nothing will ever substitute the word of God. Somebody say hallelujah. Oh yeah, all we hear these days is about politics and election that's coming up in a few weeks. But I can tell you some guaranteed results tonight. That when the election is over, God will still be on the throne. And the name of Jesus will still be exalted. The Bible will still remain the word of God. Somebody say hallelujah. The cross, the cross is our salvation. Hallelujah. It's our, it's our answer. It's not the government. It's the cross. Hallelujah. I said it's the cross. Oh, no matter who gets elected November the 6th, I'm telling you, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word never changes. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And to the home missionary here tonight, I wouldn't do you right if I didn't say something direct to you. Hallelujah, because I understand it. I've been there. And when I got there, I said, Lord, give me a verse that will always comfort me, no matter what's going on in my life and my ministry. Romans 8, 31 came to me. If God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. If God be for us, who 
can't be against us. The government can't stop the church. No official can stop the church. No law can stop the church. No doubter can stop the church. No unbeliever, no backslider, no hypocrite can stop the church. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Anybody excited about the church? Anybody excited about the word of God? Anybody ready to have revival in your church? Anybody ready to win souls in your church? Anybody ready to cast out the devils and see the sick healed? Hallelujah. Hey, I'm telling you, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. My, 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 my. If you're in love with the word, let's fill up the front right now. If you want to keep the word fresh in your heart, let's fill up the front right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I know there's probably about 300 young people that's over at the youth service that's not here tonight. But hey, you're here. You're here. Praise God. Let's respond. Let's get in love. We need the moms and the dads and the grandparents and all the single adults to get in tune with the Lord, with His Word. Where we'll be example to the youth. Where they'll get a hold of this also. Somebody say hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and love Him, everybody. Well, the